Welcome to True Health Live, your favorite public health podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and audio on your favorite podcast platforms. If you're interested in public health, then this is the space for you. Well, welcome to our mid-season premiere of True Health Live. It's also known as episode eight. <laughs> and we are talking about dance. So this topic is dance is life. And we will be joined by two um, NYC-based dancers, performing artists, and instructors, um, Eto Chana and Alex Jean-Joseph. Um, and they're going to talk to us about their experience in dance and, um, and movement and why it's important. And so I'm going to just really quickly go to the chat because y'all beat us here. So thank you for your patience and waiting for us. So peace, Marjorie Marie Art. Peace, peace. Uh, peace uh, Sequoia. Peace, peace, peace. She said she hope everyone had a great day. Looking forward. Peace, Sovereign East. Peace, Naya. Um, peace, True Health Live. And that's it. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I would say, like, you know, definitely bring your questions, you know, anything that you have about movement and dance and what it's like, you know, performing professionally overseas or whatever, um, because they definitely have a lot of that info. Um, and in the meantime, while we're waiting for them to join us, we're going to talk about um, dance in and of itself and movement, like why that's important. Um, and I think uh, the topic came up because I like dance. And it, it just it just kind of found its way into our editorial schedule. <laughs> it is what it is. And um, I thought it was important to, like, come at it from a health point of view. Like, obviously, like, you know, it's important. We've talked about yoga. Um, Amy Care Eden does yoga. You know, stretch your body, stretch your mind. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we always talk about how it's, you know, important to, you know, really, you know, stretch the fascia. The fascia of the body, the fascia. Um, <laughs> we want to make sure that we're flexible and also get the blood pumping, get the blood circulating. Um, however, I think there's always something different that happens with dance, right? Because there is the music component. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on what kind of dance it is, there's the drumming. I, for me, that's what it is. Like it's like the drums. I know when I used to do go to dance class, live drumming all the time. Right. Um, so what, what I think will be interesting while we're prepping and waiting for our guests to come on, let's share some of our dance experiences. Like, you know, what were some of your favorite dance experiences? Yeah. So peace, um, Yakira Eden. Really, really happy to be back. I'm glad that we are, uh, you know, returning for the this portion of the season. Um I think that there are a lot of similarities between what I'm learning, right? And and through exploring yoga as a means by which to move and stretch the body and what I've always known, right? Similar to you, I I always loved to dance um, and grew up in a family that danced and or moved quite a bit. Um, I I would agree that there is a difference with dance, Um, And that difference is it's almost as if there's this rhythmic component. So whether there are drums or whatever that baseline is, there's something about that that just connects with with the heart. Right. And that that internal pounding or beating or even that that 
striving that we're doing in life often you know when you think about the most trying or challenging moments or when you have that big opportunity there's that pounding in your chest and it lets you know that you're alive but it also charges you to to move forward into a thing um and that often happens like there are some people that tend to kind of be that the chair dancer if you will like i, I know i've had colleagues and friends they will not stand up and dance, but they'll dance in the chair. And it's like, there are those who will sit in the chair and, and not step into the fullness of, you know what, I'm just going to let loose and I'm going to be free. I'm going to be free as opposed to sitting in the chair and just allowing my arms and my legs and my torso to kind of wiggle around in this, in this very static space. Um, and I would say that when you choose to free up yourself and, and actually move, um, you get a different experience. You get, you get to recognize you and you in the space around you, you as connected to, to others in the space. So, so I would, I would definitely say, yeah. And, and as you brought up, yes, I see someone, um, the stretch your body, you know, stretch your body, stretch your mind, Movement allows you to have extra space. So you get that elasticity. You get that elasticity. So I see one of our guests are here. Yay! <laughs> You're on mute. You're on mute. You're on mute. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was going to respond to your, I, I see you. We're going to give you time to set up. I see you moving around, Alex. Okay. So <laughs> and just give me like a hand wave when you're ready and we pull you right on in. Um, okay. Um, and as Alex comes in, I'm going to get to this chat really quickly. Peace, Master Lenulek. Peace, Aquia Bisa. Master Chair Dancer. <laughs> I'm Master Chair Dancer. Listen, when you said that, I thought Flash Dance. I really did. <laughs> Not that kind of, that's masterful chair dancing. That's a whole nother thing. No, I'm talking about the person who's like, I won't get up. I'm just going to dance right here. It's like, no, just explore. Open yourself right. up a bit. Right. Peace, peace. Alex, Thank you. Yes. Yeah, we're going to leave it on the field. Um, and so, like, we have a whole, like, you know, really nice little hour, well, 45 minutes plans for everyone. Um, so I'm going to get right to some of the questions, you know, since Alex has joined us. And then once um, Exo comes in, we'll talk about that. So tonight's discussion is about dance. And I was saying to our, 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 our folks who are in the space with us, that it just kind of made its way into the podcast schedule. And I was like, I really like dance and I wanted to do a show, but let's just put it in there. Um, so to give you a little, you guys a little background, like I met Alex in New York City um, and we, I met her through an instructor that I was um, taking his classes in, in NYC. And then came to find out that Alex dances, you know, on her own professionally. She has her own uh, dance group and does like all different kinds of workshops. I've taken her workshops. They're amazing. So if you are in the New York City area, please look her up. And she does them out of, and I'm going to, like, we're going to, you know, talk about Imam Lele and um, whom they dance also out of um, NYC. 
So without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to you, Alex, so you can introduce yourself, tell us who you are, and a little bit about your background. Okay. Hello. Good evening. Thank you for having me. My name is Alexandra Jean-Joseph. I am uh, of the Haitian diaspora. Uh, my work consists of using dance, movement, drum, song, and kind of like melding all those things together with you know, my spiritual practice as well. And it's like a cultural work where I use all of those things to community build, to connect with community, um, for movement, healing, all types of healing, right? Um, it's really like a work that's based on community. Yeah, I do workshops, I do classes, and they're really like family-based. Like we just started doing, uh, my partner and I, he handles the drumming, his name is Sky, and I handle the dancing. So we just started um, back up with our season of outdoor classes. And it's really like a unique um, session or set of sessions that we hold because it's like, you know, for the moms that can't really like bring their kids to a dance studio because they're going to be running around like breaking stuff. So it's, it's outdoors. It's like very family oriented. We bring snacks. We have water for everybody. We take care of each other. We sing, we dance. We just, you know, love up on each other in community and, and take up our space. That's another important thing. So we're taking up the space that, you know, allows us the visibility um, that we deserve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go ahead. Did you have a question? I heard something. Oh. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, I really, well, number one, it's great to meet you. Um, I took a look at your social media and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. Um, I, I would love to hear more about how you are bringing the healing component, because often when we, when we think about dance or, um, and yes, I, I have to. I have to own. We were talking earlier about the uh, about yoga and stretch your body, stretching your mind, and how being fluid and elastic in that way allows for your mind to stretch. And I have to acknowledge that it was Chief Yuya, the the head of our community, Anu Life Global Ministries, that gave me that tagline. So thank you. <laughs> but I, I wanted to hear a bit about about he, healing, because often we just think, oh yeah. I'm going to dance and I'm going to get physically fit. But can you share about the other, you know, the other healing modality? What other healing comes from movement? So um, my dance practice is heavily rooted in traditional Haitian spirituality. And when we go back to like the roots of, of these practices that were passed down from West Africa, specifically like Benin, Nigeria, places like that. <clears throat> uh, can y'all hear me? Yeah, the technology is already encoded in the dance, in the movement, in the song, in the drum pattern. So it's not like I'm reinventing any type of wheel. Like the art technology is ancient, but it's like new. Like I love when people say like Afrofuturism because it's like we had that stuff ready. The future is really like what we was doing in the past. So we have it. So the technology is already encoded. I'm just um, taking it and making it, I guess, a little bit more digestible for folks that otherwise would not have the exposure to it, whether it's like because of a language barrier or a culture barrier, or maybe they just are in the culture and just didn't grow up um, knowing the practices. So I'm just sharing our things that we already knew and already had, 
you know, there's a lot of technology. We could go into the science of it all because it is a science about how like different drum patterns like affect like different brain waves as far as like putting you in different states of like relaxation of meditation. You could also go into the science of movement and um, movement therapy about how like moving different parts of your body does like, you know, affect different emotion and give you certain releases. So for me, I kind of like take that and package it. Like, for example, one Haitian rhythm is called Igbo. So each rhythm comes from a certain place, has a certain theme, has different colors associated with it. And all those go into like the healing, right? Because there's color therapy, like, you know, different colors evoke different emotions as well. So for Evo to go, for example, that's um, coming from Nigeria. So the Evos were like, you know, a very strong warrior people. That's where you get like the, you know, like the Wakanda forever. Like I will not be nobody's slave. So the Evos were not um, exclusively in, in Haiti, but wherever they were transported to, like there's an Evo lineage in the Southern United States. There's Evo lineage in Trinidad in Jamaica, but I can speak specifically to, to Haitian Evo. But wherever they went, the message was like freedom, was liberation, was justice, that nobody owns you. The earth is here for all of us to share and enjoy. And one person doesn't have more right to it than I do. Right. So that idea of freedom. So in the movement, you see it because a lot of the movements start off like closed off and then you're literally like breaking free from something. So you're opening up your arms. So when you break it down like that and you explain like the themes to somebody who may not be in the culture, they can find a way to relate to that because, you know, it may not be like imagining yourself in like physical, like, um, like metal chains and like shackles, but like people have different struggles in everyday life. Like it's 2023 life is hard, you know, and sometimes you just need to dance it out and dancing it out sort of like, um, Evo, it's like you're releasing something. So I have, when I, um, do certain exercises with the people that take my classes, I say, okay, imagine something that's like, maybe like a struggle for you, maybe something that you're trying to like break through, maybe something that's difficult for you and imagine yourself literally like breaking through it. So it's not just like dancing just to dance. We're not trying to like act like we're like warriors, you know, on a battlefield. We're not trying to copy anything, but it's like how to make that relatable to our lives today to be able to still use that technology because it's there for a reason, you know? Yeah, I mean, I could go on. <laughs> no, I was like, I had a question. I was like, well, you know what? Can you, because you, you talked about, like, I, I'm, thank you for, like, letting people know, like, yeah, this is not Wakanda forever. They got it from somewhere. And technology yeah. being already being laid out mm-hmm. and us reaching back. Reminds me of a specific bird. You know, looking back, you know. Um, and I thought that was Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, before I ask my question, did you even do you have a follow-up? I did. I did. Hi. Thank you. Um, I wanted to just acknowledge exactly what you said about that technology, right? This technology being encoded and and really you you aligned it with the component of community and how important it is in order to in order for us to unplug right? From all that we, that's being encoded. I mean, even before we're born, there are messages and instruction and, you know, desires for things that we, we really don't even want, (laughs) but where, but those things are encoded. And so I wanted to just offer gratitude for what you spoke to as it pertains to 
acknowledging that this is an ancient technology. Yes, it, it appears as if I'm bringing you to something in the future, but the reality is we're pulling from the past, right? In order to bring bring this technology forward. Um, because often when, when we do that and when we have the opportunity in a community to do that, um, there are lots of negative things that can be said, right? Like, okay, you're practicing something. You're practicing witchcraft. You're in a cult. Like, wh- what? what is this thing that you're doing without the recognition that we can only get there together as a, as a collective, right? Because that's how we push against, no, that's not what we do. That's not what we do in this culture. And then once you come together with like-minded people, that's when you can say, well, hey, you know this? Th- this is ours. This this has been, this has existed for a long time and there's power in it. And, and then get us all open enough to appreciate, okay, wow, th- there is a lot more to it than, than just what's in the Marvel comic or the movie, you know, necessarily. So thank you for that. Yeah. I, I did have, because you also started to explain the movie. I wondered if you could um, go a little deeper because I remember um, I, I asked a question right before you got on about people's favorite um, dance like memories, and I and I see Sequoia's answer, so I'm, I'm, I'll get to it and read it. Um, but I want to start it. I'll, I'll start off with something. It's not necessarily a favorite, but one that I cherish because I really enjoyed taking class with you as well as Kenyel because there was not just like okay, we're gonna get in here and dance. We're also going to learn the, the significance of what we're doing, what the movements mean, why, you know, why they were created, where they come from, how they were maybe altered for what was needed at that time. Because he's like you said, the evil people came from Nigeria, but then there is this trans- traversing across the Atlantic, you know, because of the mid-Atlantic slave, slave trade or the Ma'afa. And then it becomes something different based on what is happening at that time. And so there are different movements that were like similar to this. And it was like, you know, it's indicative of, um, especially when we're talking about Haiti, moving through sugarcane fields. So I wondered if you could kind of give a little insight, you know, for that. For the Igbo specifically, or just for like certain movements? Certain movements, that this one. <laughs> oh, some of the movements like in different dances are literal, but they still can be taken uh to like a way to apply it to your life like evil was one like literal like okay chains of slavery like your arms like there's a whole way that your arms can't go all the way back because literally if they are chained they can't physically go all the way back so you'll see some movements that are literal like that and some movements that are like breaking free from that where the arms do expand you'll see in evil a lot of the movements are like low to the ground because you're like almost mimicking the fact that like the feet are also in chains so you're not going to be able to jump up so in evil, you'll see a lot of those like really small movements that sort of like burst into the the freedom. Um, the songs, usually if you see a Haitian dance performance, it's not without drumming and it's not without song. So all of those are like encoded, you know, messages that were like, that's like our history, our oral history passed down. It's like how we spoke to each other when we didn't have to like, you know, want everybody to know what our business was. We speak in song and we still sort of like do that. Um but some dances you'll see look literal. Like we have juba, which is like um, like farming dance, harvesting. So you could look at it like, okay, like some of the movements are like, okay, I'm hoeing, you know, I'm digging, you know, the, the hole and I'm putting the seeds in it. 
But when we dance that, it's not like we're trying to be farmers. We're like tapping into something deeper. Like this, I learned also from like one of my teachers, Adia Whitaker, because she just has like a way of explaining things. It's like, even when you're doing the move of like planting the seeds, okay, the seeds, what are they representing? Okay, those are your dreams that you're you're planting. And then you water your dreams and then you have the weeds that you got to pick out. Maybe the weeds are like the haters or like the things that get in your way. Sometimes you're the weed getting in your own way and then it's time to harvest. But like the whole bigger picture of Juba, for example, is like to work, to harvest, to produce, to, to, to put your uh, sweat into something and then see a result that nothing is just going to come you know, just for free. So there's always, you know, the two sides to all the dances. Like you could look at it literally because there is that historical context, but like we could take it on like a deeper universal level. And that's how we sort of can connect to each other because we don't all have the same, you know, spiritual practices or faiths, but like these principles are sort of like universal, you know, like work, justice, freedom, humility, all of those can be found in the different rhythms, songs, and, and, um, dances. Thank you so much. And welcome, Eto Chana. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, we were, so just to catch you up, you know, refresh the room, as they say. Um, so welcome, Eto. Eto is joining us also from NYC. Um, and we do have a, a, a active chat. So right really quick before we get to you, Eto, we're going to have you like introduce yourself. I'm just going to go through the chat really quickly. Um, so I can catch up because the chat has a tendency to get away if it's like super, super active. So the question um, when we started was like for people to share like some of their favorite dance memories or moments. And so Sapoya says her favorite dance experience was the first dance class she took. It was a blast learning different cultural dances all in one class. Oh, that's um, creating dance routines and performing it with my classmates. That is fun. I don't know how many of y'all, like, throw hands on screen. How many of you can make up dances in the house with your cousins? <laughs> on the porch in the oh, summer. Listen. Okay. You got to do a recital. Showing all yes. <laughs> I had a professional. My first professional choreographer was my eldest cousin. And it was, she thought she was Debbie Allen in that basement. So, Yeah. <laughs> Um, greetings, uh, Safta Arlene. Uh, Sapoy also mm-hmm. says some of the dances were taught was, were American folk, jazz, and Latin dance. Mm-hmm. Um, Chibuya says, similar to dances we do, Ogu, Ogun, Azaka, Osain, they mimic farming and even that combat posture. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember we did do an Ogu dance, and I think someone in the chat remembers with you, Alex, and um, and we were swinging that machettes, right? And don't you know, I, I'm, I, we, we, we are. We are claiming it to this day. We we think we call down a thunderstorm. <laughs> nice. That's right. That's <laughs> nice. And I don't think there was rain on the forecast. That's right. Sometimes you need that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Awesome. It was awesome. So welcome, Um, um Welcome to our stage, uh, True Health Life. Thank you so much for being here. So um, we'll open up, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself and some of the work that you do in dance. Um, uh, just to give you also like, so Alex Alexandra Jean-Joseph is here and her specialty is in Haitian dance. And Alex, is, do we say Haitian folklore or traditional Haitian dance? Um, from speaking to like different teachers lately, I've been going with traditional Haitian dance just because it speaks more to the fact that it's a living tradition. It's not like a thing that's like from the past that like we don't practice anymore, but that's just 
you know, what I've been vibing with lately. But, you know, you'll see classes titled different ways. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Um, so, Edso, I've also danced with Edso too. Both of y'all are blast. It's so much fun. Um, and still, you know, be taking on, on online classes with both of them. As soon as I see it pop up, like, ooh, ooh, it's dance class. <laughs> so, Edso, tell us about your, you know, and, and I'll let you go ahead because I'm like, I really love, like, to move the hips. All right. Well, <laughs> good evening, everyone. Good evening. I'm Edso Chana. Uh, I am a choreographer dancer uh i most recently within the past six years became a performing artist so i make music and i sing and dance uh with my dance company mabina dances um my specialty uh is congolese dance specifically the democratic republic of the congo and the republic of the congo uh, i did not spend uh, i spent not a bad amount of time a few years in the Congos, really diving into um, the culture, the dance. Um, I'm also Congolese, Puerto Rican, African-American, but born here in New York City. So it was um, an honor for me to go back to the source um, because you could get a lot from teachers here, but there is something when you do go back right? There's the environment. Uh, I, I loved what you mentioned, uh, Alexandra, about folklore and traditional, because I remember saying to someone when they were like, oh, so you're doing folkloric Congolese dance? I'm like, well, am I really? Right? Uh, there's a lot of the dance forms and things that I've learned are coming from the ballet, which is specifically for performance, right? So once this choreographic, once this performance, once this costuming, it's no longer what the original basis of the of the dance was or the ritual, right? And I'm not performing any rituals on stage. And, and you know, I know sometimes people want, they want the roots and that's why they, oh, I want roots, tell me more. I could tell you the history. I could uh, share the pedagogy. I could tell you where songs come from and their meaning, but are we actually invoking anything? Well, we're invoking our environment, our spirit at the moment. This tradition changes with every, you know, generation and everyone who's performing. Uh, and the translation changes from body to body. Um, so basically, that's what I do. My specialty is in Congolese dance. But I, growing up in New York City, West African dance was definitely what most of us grew up with. Uh, Congolese dance was not the most prominent style uh, when I was uh you know, coming up and, and doing, uh, you know, African dance forms. Um, and then the term African dance, right? So specifically <laughs> Guinea styles. Uh, I have a, a huge passion and, and love for Haitian traditional dance, being that our islands are really close by, right? We're all very connected uh, when you think about it. And Afro-Cuban dance. So the the the... the it's New York City, right? We all dabble in a little something. So that's me, Eto Chana, and I'm currently pursuing my uh, education, uh, my doctorate in dance education at Columbia, uh, really looking at um, Black and Brown uh, women in the African and Afro education system. 
Thank you so much. Give thanks for that. Um, a question I had, and I think you kind of touched on this, Alex, when you were talking, because, you know, the podcast is about health, right? And so some of the things that were mentioned before is like, you know, that connection to community and, and being with one another and how that relates to health. So can you kind of give a little bit about, you know, like how that connection to like health and well-being connects to what you do specifically because i think we all know like you know dancing is good get your heart rate up you know cardiovascular but but you know there's a deeper side to it so um it would be great if you could speak to that from your experience eto sorry (laughs) okay um i i think i want to to answer that question, I'm going to return to something, the question you previously asked. And it was about a memorable or a moment in dance, right? Um, I remember dancing, um, we were dancing Lamban at a performance. And at that time, my teacher, uh, Carolyn Webb, you know, she told us this beautiful routine. Her teacher was Papalaji and he, he had passed away. So we were doing a memorial, you know, dance for for that occasion there was something that happened on stage and i still can't quite explain that at the word people would say is a trance that moment where it was the rhythm it was my fellow dancers and i and i was so invoked and the words I'm using, right? Um, but I was so in that moment that I felt that I left the physical and joined somewhere else. That was the first time that climax happened for me. And I'm using the word climax. It's intentional. When I realized that I became scared and I came right back, like, what is going on? But I never lost a beat or a step. So there was something that was happening that's beyond just a a technique, knowing a technique. It goes beyond, um, you know, just doing it for fun and for the sweat. It's when you give yourself to that moment and that experience. And that's where the energy Whatever that energy is, is that's not my specialty to speak on, uh, spirituality. And, but whatever that was, I knew I was there. It could have been psychosis. It could have been the spirit. It could have been so many things and maybe all things happening at once. And that's what dance is for me. So I, I made that very, <laughs> you know, and it's specifically African rooted dance forms. Thank you for that. Um, Alex, did you want to add anything? Yeah. Um, I think I've had many of those moments on stage. And I think that's what, like, first got me, like, hooked to dance. Because, like, I'm very shy in real life. Like, if it comes to, like, speaking, I'm just like, okay, no. But, like, when I'm on stage dancing, I'm, like, a whole different person. And I cannot dance, like, without my drums, without the song. Like, when I have all those layers, like, the song, the drum, and then I add the dance to it, like, I do feel like I'm transcending, you know, during the performance. And it's, like, that can be spoken to anybody who's, like, 
I guess they call it in the zone, right? Yeah. Like you have like yeah. you know, somebody a surgeon who's performing a surgery, and there's a point where like the surgeon is just like in the zone and doing all the things, and it's just like a successful surgery. So I think you know we all have the potential to sort of like get in that zone when all the stars do align. And I think it's easiest to do that with African rooted dance because the technology already existed, right? It's, we're not reinventing the wheel. We've been doing that. So all the stars just align when you put all those layers together, especially the drums, the drums are like so powerful. That's like your heartbeat, you know? Yeah. 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 So there's something so liberating about it. I remember this one, uh, uh, she, she came to class and she said to me, I'm glad I came. And I looked at her and I was like, I, you know, the, 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 res- the general response would be, well, thank you for coming. I'm glad you came too. But it's what she said after they made it more profound and made my response even more genuine and heartfelt. You know, but sometimes we get caught up in that moment. Okay, class is over. Everybody has to get out the room, right? But when she said to me, I had heart surgery uh, two months ago and I needed to come to your class. And I was like, whoa. This is a woman I've seen for years in not just my class, but in my teacher's previous classes. And and now she's coming to me. And the fact that she wanted to share that moment with me and with others, that was like, okay, this is important. This is more than just, like I mentioned previously, uh, I just want to come here to sweat. Oh, uh, this is a great workout. It's like Zumba. It is nothing like it it's it's deeper than that and it's who we are our heart is our rhythm it's there and you know when people tell me they have two left feet I'm like "Uh, okay maybe but maybe we're connecting in a way that you may not relate to so let's go where do you relate where do you find yourself where's your understanding of it you can't force dance on someone you can't force a technique on someone, but maybe we can achieve that goal of getting you to have self-expression and live in that moment by connecting a different way, a way that you understand. So, Yeah, I, I definitely, um, I like that you touched on that climactic component of dance, right? And being able to, to transcend or to leave the body in that way. And it, it did make me, make me consider um, those moments when we're so on purpose, right? And we're moving in alignment with our creator in such a way that there is no opportunity for worry or is my right foot and my left foot, is, is everything working properly? You know, you're you're in the pocket. You know that everything is working properly. Everything is moving fluidly. And that's why you, you wouldn't necessarily, a person wouldn't lose a step. And it's in those moments that we get to experience that um, something that came up on our recent retreat um, in our community on like global ministries was this concept of mindlessness mm-hmm. and how we can really embrace not leaning on what the brain would have you worrying about in a given moment, but allowing yourself to be free. And so a lot of what I'm hearing both of you describe um, as, as what, a person needs to do in order to meld that that physical and that spiritual experience is really just aligning with just that, right? The beat of your own heart and being able to honor that and, and move in that in such a way that, that you create that mental freedom, right? Where, where there is no worry and there is no concern because 
things are actually connected, right? And they're moving grace, gracefully when we get out of the way, when our, the mental stiffness gets out of the way. So, yeah. Enjoy. And I know the chat, again, is kind of <laughs> moving. So <laughs> Yeah. No, no, but I like that. I like that you said, like, move, get out of the way. It's like, Mm, I thought I was move. <laughs> get out of the way. Like you have to kind of say though, get out of the way. Like um, because it prevents us from being present in the moment, which is part of our purpose, is to be present in that moment. Um, so yeah, good, thank you. Good, thanks. I, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna divert to the chat real quick because we got some commentary. <laughs> um, so Chief, you got answered the question. He says. Dancing with La Rupe Troupe as a youth with my mother and my father and brothers drumming. That drumming piece is, yeah, we, we, we can get into that. Um, the family vibe around drum and dance were powerful childhood memories. Yeah, like, I, I don't think I realized the power of dancing with live drumming until I started taking Haitian dance. And I have to say, like... I think you said it earlier, Ed, so it's like, you know, that, that idea is like, oh, it's African dance. Everything is African dance. And I did not even realize that there were different uh, nuances. Like, you know, there's diff- you go into, like, different countries because we don't even, we're not even told. You know, maybe they tell the kids now. But, we're, you know, it's like, oh, Africa. And it's like there's so many different peoples, even within one country, there's different people, different tribes, and they all do, do things differently. And until you learn that, you don't even realize the, the significance or the importance of, of, of why, you know, these things exist and why the, it's important to know, like, how they move and they move differently. So a dance that we're learning learn where it comes from because, like, you don't even know what you may be doing, you know, or why you're doing it. Um but even like learning that there was a thing as traditional Haitian dance. Like I was like, I was instructed by Chief Yuya to take a dance class. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to do African dance. And he's like, why don't you take Haitian dance? And I was like, in my head, it was like, I don't even exist. And it was like, okay, before you open your mouth, go and look. And lo and behold, <laughs> it was like, oh my goodness. I didn't even know this. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I had never... There were like, and you know how Peniel moves, Alex. There were like six drummers in the class. And I was like, this is amazing. I think I even posted about it. Because <laughs> it was like the best way to like end out a strong, like going into Sabbath. It's like just drum, drumming yourself into, you know, that rest period. And it was so nice um, to be able to experience that and learn like, you know, this is part of my heritage, you know? So I was, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised and so happy to do it. And even learning a different kind of West, we're not even West Central, you know, Central African movement with the Congolese dance and seeing the connection between the two because in Haitian dance, there is Congo, which comes from Congo. And I was like, okay. And it's, you know, very feminine, you know, there's hip movement. And so when I was dancing with Ed, I was like, oh, look at this. And so I was like, okay, how can I, you know, make sure I do this next time we're doing Congo and Haitian dance? It really was conditioning of the waist. Really, 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 really. Um, okay. Massimilian like says, I was part of the dance ministry at our church. And a lot of my introduction to drama was through the dance instructor, Eisenhower Ike Williams was retired dance from Jamaican, he was a retired dancer from Jamaican dance group. The stretches I learned in those classes are why Chief U.S. says I'm 90% water, <laughs> aka I bought the bone <laughs> Um, Marjorie Art, 
Uh, she said her favorite dance experience, um, just being a part of my community center dance group, we created a tribute to Michael Jackson. Oh, um, uh, and performed it at the Civic Center in front of the city. Oh my God, did y'all do Thriller? <laughs> to this day, I don't know if I, I even had the video game to teach you how to do it. I just kind of make up my own steps, but you know, it's fun nonetheless. You know, I, we all do it. Don't even look at me like I'm crazy. We all make up our own steps. Um, Maximilian says, favorite memory was from the African dances we would perform. Um, Zumba, Drake voice. Yeah, like, but I, I think um, that was to your comment about like people, you know, equating, oh, it's just like Zumba. No, it's not. There's like a whole deeper level you know that happens when you're dancing and like i don't someone asked me once like did I, you know when i dance do i go into trance and i don't and i i think maybe i had like a similar moment to you Eto. it was like okay i don't even know if i'm doing the choreography like right now i'm somewhere else and and it is kind of like a, oh my god what's happening and you, you do you kind of snap back to like okay when I remember that moment, I think I was just flailing with my arms and legs. But then I saw the video and it was like, no, you were doing it because I really, yeah, you do go somewhere else. You do go somewhere else. Um, Anu Radio. And please feel free to like comment Alex and Eto on any of our uh, guests. And also, uh, you guys are, you know, floor is open to ask questions. Um, Anu Radio says, yes, African dance is such a broad umbrella. Waist movement in Congolese dancing and shoulder movement in Ethiopia. I remember we had that conversation. You you gave us like that short lesson, Eto, when you were like, <laughs> okay. I think you said your instructor gave it to you so, like about. You go ahead. You go ahead. Yeah, it, it's it, it's incredible how much uh, knowledge we could share with each other. False knowledge, but also true knowledge and and things that make sense. Um, so my instructor, Chrisogon Biangwaya from uh, the Republic of the Congo, he told me, when you think of African dance, think of it and look, compare the continent to your body. Put them side by side. So I was like, okay. He was like, so if you look at the continent, anyone north, they're doing movement, this shoulder up, right, the top. And I was like, huh. He said, when you think of south, what are they doing? Legs. He was like, and anything that's central is that waist. So that's what I need you to work on. <laughs> it's your core. It's your waist. Build your core. Build all of that. Keep it strong. And that's what the focus was. I was like, oh, okay. And funny enough, when I, uh, I taught a, a history course at Hunter College, that's what I did. I had to pull out. I did a whole... Um, a PowerPoint slide. I put the continent and the human body and divided it up so they could understand it. And also get, I provided the visual resources so they could connect it. Because sometimes, you know, we need different, different modes to understanding because we learn differently. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Sovereign Eats says, thank you for your share, Alexandra. Your classes were very spirited, and Yang Balu was my baby. It's my baby. I love me some Yang Balu. I think you dance Yang Balu too, right, Ito? Yes. Yeah. I love me some Haitian. Oh, <laughs> man. I don't know. I think I got I to gotta do this DNA again. I don't know. I might get <laughs> the love is there. The love is there. <laughs> yes. Tell us about Yang Balu, Alex. 
Okay, so Yom Valu, again, it's another dance that's not, like, exclusive, you know, to to IET. You find Yom Valu in many different places. But what it looked like, what the adaptation does look like when it reached the island of Haiti, it tells the story of Dambala and Aida, the two, the two serpents that represent, like, life, creation specifically, and just this primordial wisdom it's like a purity it's a supplication so all of that is demonstrated in like how you move your body it's like you're undulating to mimic sort of that that um the snake movement or the undulation of like the waves and the water like everything sort of ties in all the dances are really connected like when you start to break it down but young valu specifically like when it's performed like i said each dance has their color frequency that goes along with it so young valu is usually light colors like white um very very like pure energy but like a supplication so um i was gonna go into like responsibilities of like dance educators and i think it ties into this question as well because young value specifically does activate a lot so as an educator you sort of had to like know how to guide your students because like you know there's potential for like release and like different things like I've had classes where like I'll say something and like the music is going and people just start crying so you sort of have to like know how to like take them there and then like take care of them as well you know it's not just like I'm just gonna leave you here with your release and that's it like we have the technology but like um I'm grateful you know for the wisdom and to be able to share it but I'm also grateful for the responsibility too to be able to like um sort of like um guide you know these different releases and different emotions that do come from the dances in a healthy way so young value with this undulation it starts um in your pelvis area like and then it goes you know up your body so you'll see this a lot in dunham technique too where they teach you know um contemporary and modern dancers how to like tap into that um so you this undulation that starts you know in your pelvis and goes up to your back your neck all the way up to your head really the energy is stemming from the ground, right? You're pulling this energy up and it becomes this loop that the energy is just, you know, cycling like, like a, like a, what do you call it? Like a figure eight, like infinity. So then it ties back into like Dambala and Aida principle of creation. So to tie all of that in, <laughs> to tie all of that in, I always say Yon Valu is the dance that like puts all your business out there on front street. Because it shows you, you can physically see, like, where somebody has energy stuck, right? If it's in their heart space. Like, that happened to me a lot in the beginning. Like, I'll get, you know, the pelvis and I'll get up there. And then, like, you know, the chest to get it up there. It's, like, my chest area, my heart space was, like, not able to fully release. So, in practicing that, you know, now um, I can sort of use it as a, a meter, in a sense, to see, like, how I'm doing, how how my energy is flowing. So, that's just like a small piece of how um, each rhythm, each dance has its own technology that goes along with it. Thank you for that. Answered the question. I don't know. <laughs> I think so. Cause that, that was um, Sabrina's question to ask, to share a little bit about the contextual history of the Young Valu dance. Um, I think so. And Sabrina, you can let us know if that was, if that was, good enough for you <laughs> but thank you for sharing that um we have a few more favorite dances so on the radio says her favorite memory was learning the dunham technique with live drummers um she said she forgot there were that they were doing drills when the drums took over 
I like drugs. Like, and I know, like, working with the Haitian dance, it's like, you you, you do choreography. There's, like, a whole, like, and, and I have taken, like, different classes, but there's, like, one um, format. And it's, like, we warm up, and, and warm up is a workout. You warm up, then we do dance, and then we do choreography, and then it's drills. And I really enjoy the drills because it, that's where you learn the movement because it's you know it's like respecting the choreography like respecting the movement and respecting the choreography and what it, it does for you like you know it's not just the sweat session but understanding like what it is and I'm literally doing this while I'm talking but um yeah like doing those drills like you get to like you drill it into your head on how to do it and it, and it helps to like you know, perfect the movements. So I really appreciated that, like, you know, and taking both of your classes, like, you know, kind of going over it. Um, and the choreography is always amazing. Like, I think, I think I've even danced with the system. We recorded ourselves. We still have recording. I've, I've added songs to my playlists from taking y'all's classes. Like, they're, like, for, forever on my playlist. And I still, like, try to remember the dances, like, while I'm driving, which is probably not wise. But it's that much fun. <laughs> I'm thinking about um, what Alexandra said about putting it all out there on the floor, right? And everybody knowing everything about you because that is the moment of release. And um, in Congolese dance, uh, it's it's quite interesting because for foreign eyes, it's sexual because mm -hmm. of the whining of the hips, right? Or the mm -hmm. popping of the, of the pelvis or the different things that happens, the shake, right? Because it's not just one, you know, depending on which dance you're doing, depending from which ethnic group, the movements are very different. And there are specific dances that might be for um, a dance to try to have twins, which I don't know that dance. I purposefully didn't want to learn that one. <laughs> but um, um, there's, the, uh, you know, dancing, uh, dances that are for, to show the young woman who's getting to, getting ready to be married, what the, and the elder women will teach her. And you can see that even in, in Tanzania, as you stem a little more East, right. Um, across, um, Tanzania and Congo are very close by. Um, so and, and when people see this, they're like, oh, they're, you know, I remember somebody telling me, oh, you're clout chasing. And I was like, well, well, what does that mean? You're Dominican. You have sensual dances yourself, sensual dances yourself coming from your culture. How am I clout chasing? Well, you know, you're shaking everything. And I was like, wow, you really do not watch your bachata. You really have never paid attention to your merengue. Um, but nevertheless, um, one of the things that I learned most, and I, I started dancing hip hop as a kid here in New York City. Uh, but one of the things that I learned through African dance is a lot about my body. I know where I have stiffnesses, uh, like um, Alexandra mentioned. I know where I'm not that flexible at. Uh, I know where I'm most flexible. And I, I learned things about my body especially my core, what, what I'm tightening up, when I tighten up. I, you know, we're afraid to talk about, you know, our private parts. Um, but I sometimes need you to use it. I need you to engage that. I need you to pull up. And I need to be able to express that so the person can actually execute, 
you know, the movements correctly. Because not every wine is the same wine. If you do soca, soca has an accent that goes more towards the back and it's fast, right? Where Congolese dance, your pelvis, your, you, I was going to go anterior tilt and this. Okay, so your pelvis, depending on how you stand, you need it to kind of go center, right? Like level. Think of your head being the tip energy and a string going from the top of your head straight down the middle of your body going down through down through the pelvis, right? And I need to be able to explain that I need you that way. Not your booty this way, not tuck this way, but like this. And then you wind that waist. So you learn a lot about your body. And then I want you to do it the other way. And you're like, wait a minute now. I can't get the other way. Um, I learn a lot about people's walks, how some people have a more defined hip, how some people walk a little tighter, just by me asking, go across the room. And in Yambulu, those are one of the beautiful things that we also have in a dance called the Sokota in the Republic of the Congo that you... And you need to... And then you could take it low, you could bring it up, but that snake, that water. So I, I, you learn a lot about your body. So there are, you know, it's not just, once again, it's not just dance for dance sake. You learn about yourself um, and you work in those areas to connect more with yourself, your breath, your heartbeat, you know, the energy around you. It's all energy. So I just wanted to kind of throw that one in. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really appreciate you you bringing in the importance of fluidity, particularly as women. Um, as you were sharing, I was you know I was thinking about womb wellness and just how vital it is. Like our wombs become such a stagnant place. You know, it's like you get nervous, your chest tightens, your your core tightens, and then it just stays tight. And oftentimes we forget to breathe. We forget to move our, you know, whatever we do as a profession, we're often sitting, right, for long periods of time. And you lose that fluidity. You lose that movement in, in an area that really should constantly be bringing forth creative ideas and, and gestating and carrying and birthing and, you know, doing the cycle over and over again. Um I remember picking up a, a hula hoop like as an adult and recognizing this this is much different than it was, you know, when I was a child and having to kind of get that get that left, get that left again, right? Because it's like, okay, yeah, I can I can do it clockwise and and this works and yeah, I remember some tricks. But then the left, the counterclockwise, it's like, wait a minute, what, what's happening? Um but there was so much womb stagnation and being able to just own that and recognize it and say, you know what? I don't play enough. Like I'm, I'm not having fun at all. Like even just you, you know, you just doing this, it was just like, yeah, that's so playful. Right. You know, that, that's so much energy and so much movement that so many of the women who will, and men who will encourage their women who will watch this, that's what is important, right? That we can get to the the medicine through fun, through fluidity, through movement, through dance. Um, it, it's just a very encouraging, encouraging presentation that you all are making for the value of dance. Yeah, we have some questions for y'all. Um, 
So um, Anu Radio asked, like, first she said, very powerful. So thank you for your share. So she's asking, do you sisters think that dance should be a requirement for youth? So let's go in alphabetical order. Go ahead, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Um, even if the, the title, you know, could be changed a little bit, because I think sometimes when people see dance, they get a little bit intimidated because then they start thinking about how many left feet they got, how much rhythm they don't have and all the things and like, a lot of people who just you take a class off chance get pleasantly surprised. So maybe like, you know, movement. I think anything movement based should be a requirement because move, you wake up in the morning. That's movement. How you walk is movement. How you walk down the street is how you interact. You talk with your hands. It's all movement. So I think having the awareness of that starting at a young age and like owning that part of yourself and like connecting your body to your your emotional health your 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 mental health i think we need that starting at a young age because i think there's like a disconnect Mm -hmm. yeah i'm just going to piggyback i agree what was you know i don't think i bring anything new um with that thought because um i know dance saved my life um but it was also and I didn't like dance. Oh my gosh. My mom, if she was here right now, my mom is in Puerto Rico right now. She moved out there. She would tell you, don't listen to her. I had to hit upside the head a few times. And it's true. I didn't want to do it. My mom was my first teacher. I did not want to do it. I really didn't because I don't know what. And she was really trying so hard with disco. I'm like, ma, I'm, I'm aging myself a little bit here. I'm like, I, I don't, this is not me. I'm, this is, I'm hip hop. Like, <laughs> but nevertheless, um, here we are today and I advocate for dance. I, I feel I live it. I breathe it. It is who I am. I will not make millions. I will not, you know, most of us are not doing this because we're becoming rich. Um, most of us do this because it preserves who we are as a people. Um, it is the culture of the United States. Black dance is United States culture. Um, it is part of the people in everywhere we go. It's in our, you know, the music you turn on the radio, it's black. Uh, so I'm all for uh, pushing and preserving and uh, keeping our black culture alive. So should dance be in our schools? Yes. Should dance be in our uh, after school programs and community centers and providing opportunities for students to become leaders by creating their own dances and working together in groups and negotiating and creating? Yes, because it does all of that. Are there books that can be read about dance? Yes, they are many. Um, so there's literature, there's, there's uh, so much technology now that is available to really make a career and a lifestyle, make dance part of a lifestyle. If not, if not even serious, but just part of the lifestyle. Yeah, good thing. Um, next question. Uh, Sovereign says she doesn't like drugs. That's okay. You do, lady. Like, <laughs> um, she says. Um, oh, she's asking if you guys can show us a chair move to make us bust the move. Like, so, <laughs> like, uh, I don't think any of us are prepared to do a move. 
Uh, she's trying to, she's trying to like play us out and get us all. <laughs> I read that. That's what I said. I said, uh huh. She went next session. Next here. Session. I got a chair right. move for you. It won't require anybody to stand up. Okay. So we go. This is my right hand. Can you see? It might be okay for everyone else. It looks a little different for me, but this is my right. Okay. So right arm, right. Now the left, left. Right, left, right, right. And my head turns and looks at the opening of the elbow right here. And we go, that's part one. Part oh. two. There's a part two for you. I'm going to give you what you asked for. <laughs> you wanted it, now you got it. Your right shoulder goes forward, left shoulder goes back. Right forward, left back, right forward, left back we go. Right? Now we'll put those two things together. Out. We do call and response. I'm going to go, then you respond. I call, you respond. Can I get a yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can I get a yeah, yeah? Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Watch me. I'm going to do four. Then you go. Five, six, seven. Right on first. You go. Okay. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> that was cool. Mingi. <laughs> yeah, right? Because it is that that was like only two little levels. We got the the core to go, you know, the, you know, everything else to go, the hits, the feet, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Um, uh, Marjorie Art says, are there recommended dance um, dances for women who are going through postpartum, tying into women's health? Good question, Marjorie. That's really, really good. Do you have any of you have any like, recommended? I'm not sure, to my knowledge, if there are any dances, like, specifically that speak to that. But I know that um, in dealing with, like, different types of healing, I think you would have to go, like, based on the individual and what they need for their body. Because, like, we spoke about earlier, like, you could have different energies, you know, different traumas even, like, different energies stored in different parts of your body. So I don't think there could be, like, a cookie-cutter formula that would be, like, perfect for like every single person but I think um maybe based on an individual basis like you know somebody could figure out like okay this person maybe they're a little tight here maybe they need a little bit of a release here and then using their dance knowledge they could you know maybe come up with something for that specific person but I'm not sure if in the Haitian tradition there's something that specifically speaks to postpartum mm-hmm. to follow up and find out but I don't know of any okay thank you. Mm-hmm. And neither do I. I. I personally, it 
helps me with my cycle and cramps. Um, but that's because blood is flowing again, right? Um, getting things moving, getting the, those, you know, my lower back moving for, you know, and getting that spine to do this. But as far as any actual research that has been done, I don't know of any research. So be weary when people say, oh, it helps with ovarian cysts and Congolese dance helps with me. I have not heard of anything like that. I've spoken to a few of my Congolese elders who are masters, you know, they're dancing. It's more here. It's more here. It's spiritual, but nothing written thus far about it curing anything of the sort. Mm -hmm. Um, We do have our traditions, though, like outside of dance, like just cultural traditions, like different, like herbal like you know baths that women would take there are different practices Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. around like pregnancy and like health and like you know pre-birth postpartum and all those things we do have different cultural practices around that yeah Mm -hmm. um i did think of a question um and it's based on like how our conversation was going you know because we're talking about like both of you you know you dance currently you also have had instructors so there's that line of like honing your craft. And so one question that I thought of, um, like kind of earlier today was like, what is the, this is kind of moving away from the, the health, but it is kind of connected because it's like, this is part of like who you are. And so it's like, what is the, I don't know if it's the span, like the lifespan or the time span of a dancer, you know, like how, how long, you know, does that last? Like as you're moving through, um, because it's something, and I, and I know like some dances, it depends on what it is. Like, I don't know if like, you know, if you're like, uh, you know, backup dancer for like Beyonce or something like, I don't know if that's like a forever thing, but like, if we're talking about traditional dances. I'm not mad. I'm like, you could do that forever, you know? So I wondered if you guys had any kind of insight on like what that is, like, you know, or, or your own insight on like the lifespan of a dance career. I'll say it like that. Yeah, when you when you're called out, when the, the the if you believe in God, when He calls you, or you know when the universe says it's time to return, whichever it is, that's when you stop. I I was in the Congo and I danced with this group, uh, this Bangala uh, dance company, and I danced with elders, and I think one of the oldest people was seventy eight. Mm-hmm. At the time when I was there, and they continued until they passed away. Um, I was going to mention that uh, how uh, dance works is it it also goes with your age, right? Um, because dance changes as you change, uh, as your experiences change, as your body changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember starting Congolese dance at, um, I'm not throwing my age out there, but I started... <laughs> <laughs> I at 28 was when I first started Congolese dance, dancing with my teacher at the time, Friska Uya. And oh boy, the energy when I see the videos, I'm like, man, look at that girl go. But my intent was also very different then, right? How I did my movements uh, spoke for that time. Um, then um, when my 30s now started kicking in, I'm like, okay. Do I need to be as hard or that that full energy? And I started honing and bringing that instead of dance being so out, bringing it 
back in. Um, I was told that, you know, it's less, I want to say, if I say certain things, I'm not trying to be offensive. Um, But culturally, places are different and have different ways of thinking. So if I say female and male, it's not because that's my viewpoint. It's because that's the way it's seen in dance in the Congo. Um, so I apologize now if I offend anyone with what I'm going to say, um, but I want to share, right? This is part of cultural understanding is sharing um, and respecting, right? Because I respect the Congolese culture as is also part of mine. But uh, women dance a certain way and the men dance a certain way. Um, that is changing now. Right. Because of the commercial market. Right. Everyone wants to be seen, like you said, the backup dancers and stuff like that, you know, but nevertheless, in traditional, that's why you'll see an 80 year old uh, dancing because of the way that they're dancing for their age and for that. You know, they they learn how to work with their body. What didn't function before, like um, like now they can do drop down and do splits. That was something they could have done when they were in their 20s and 30s, and even pushing their 40s. But you learn to adjust. Um, so, uh, yeah, you know, that's that's my share. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with all of that. And um, I just want to say, like, most of my teachers are like, you know, years older than me, and they could still <laughs> bust it out like nobody's business. Like, they get finer with time, and they just, I don't know, have worked with the movements for so long, and they kind of, like, have the sauce. They just perfected it. So they don't necessarily have to look like they did when they were, like, 18 doing the move, but they're still just as sharp. Because the dance is really, like, like you said, the expression of, of you and your journey and where you are in your journey at the time. So that's not going to look the same. Like when I was 18 and like going out with my little dress and my heels, it's, it's not me now, you know, it's just a different time. And like both are just, you know, to be honored and to be remembered and to be respected. But like, there's a time for everything, but especially yeah. with traditional dance, I don't think there's like an age. Cause it'll be everybody from like the little baby to like the elder in the circle dancing in their own way, expressing their spirit to the music mm-hmm. but at yeah. the same time there is like the commercial aspect you know to the dance and like you know what's desirable and what the industry wants but aside from that like as far as our cultural values go like you're expressing your spirit mm-hmm. your age to that. and it sounds like a lot of what oh, go ahead no i was just saying thank you go ahead. Um, yeah mm-hmm. and it sounds like a lot of what you both describe has so much to do with the culture, right? Like the, like the cultural imperative and that recognition that you have a role even beyond 40, right? You have a role beyond 50, beyond 60, this community, right? This culture that, that you're steeped in, in your teens and your twenties, or even when you're six, seven and eight years old, there's a role for you then, Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a role for you when you're when you're 60, 70, 80 to still contribute and to still bring value, which Mm -hmm. which is beautiful because that is a reflection of community and of there being um, like minded movement in, in a particular culture. Because if not, then what we have is what we have here. Right. So often it's like, well, 
once you are a certain age, we have very little value for you because your only value is what you can do in the workforce. So what you can do for your children, because maybe you bring them up in such a way where you're giving everything, right? Or I'm giving everything. So once I can no longer give in that tangible way, there is no value established in what I can now bring forward. So as you always sharing that, that's, that's what I was hearing that under, you know, that undertone of like that cultural imperative. Mm-hmm. I was hearing rite of passage as well. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the rite of passage, like the elders, which goes into, I think Sarah needs to ask the question, can you each give an example of a time dance bridged the gap between youth and elders? So I guess like some, maybe something specifically that you remember in your experience, whether you were taking the class or teaching it. I think it happens all the time. And I see it a lot in like my workshops, especially because they're really like, family centered so I'll have the little baby dancing in the circle and I'll have like the elder that just wants their kid to be exposed to something so I see all the things but I think the one thing I see a lot is when like you know the younger kids come with like you know the dances that they think like they invented and that are new and then the (laughs) elders will jump in with like the original version of like or their version of the thing and then the even older people will jump in with like the village, you know, interpretation of that too. So you'll see like the same movement with different generations and it's like, oh, like, you know, like they, they can connect in that way. I see that a lot. Um, I'll, I'm going to go to the chat really quick. Chief U.S. says, my mother um, approached eight, is approaching 80 and teaches dance to senior citizens, various forms of dance, but aerobic based customized for elders. So yeah, it's like, it, it has, it knows no bounds. So, which is why dance is amazing. It's good for your health. It's, it, and I, it's more, I think what we've, you know, even discussed here is not just the sweat sesh, it's the spiritual and mental, you know, um, aspect that it reaches and touches. Um, he also said women and men also drum differently. Women tend to hold down lower frequencies and men solo and push top in. I learned that like with the drumming, like in the, the the big drum is the mama drum and it's like the deepest one. And, you know, the baby drum is little and the, the, the father drum has more of that middle tone, but it, it's higher pitched than the mama drum. Um, and there's, there's a whole science and learning around the drumming, which I, I, I couldn't catch all of it, but I just knew like, once they move it, I'm going to move too. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, the, the, the drumming, like, that was another piece that I was really appreciative to like kind of get a little bit of that taking classes, which I really appreciate when the instructor also gives like that historical context, which both of you do. So give thanks. And give thanks to you, y'all, for that that bit of information and knowledge. Um, he also says, that's the beauty of primal art. We express through our gender gifts to weave a tapestry that reflects the heavens and natural environment. Yeah, like, so, and I wanted to apologize for nothing because, you know, part of what True Health Live is about is about the truth. So when it comes to, we're talking about tradition and culture, Things are expressed through male and female. So that's what it is. So I don't even think there's an apology necessary. So, you know, if you don't like it, you can flip the channel. It's fine. You know. Um, <laughs> um, Sabrina says, that's beautiful, Chibia. That's uh, 
that is indicative of how much work she put into her craft and her vessel when she was younger. It's great that she can now support other elders to maintain movement. And that is a part of like being healthy as well. Like, you know, there's how many people do we see walking down, and especially in melanin dominant community where they can barely walk down the street. So like even like doing something like on a, a regular basis, like dance, like things where you stretch the fascia and, you know, touch that mind, you know, is, is really, really important and it's crucial. Uh, and I have, I'm going to read the last one, but before I do, I'm going to say this, I'm going to ask, and if it's okay before we close. So for those of you who are still watching, who did the, the, our, our chair dance off camera. Uh, we'll close out with that. So I'm going to invite all of you who are still here to do our little tear dance. And so if you don't mind, you can do this for a few counts. And that's how we'll close out. Um, so I'm going to give y'all some time to get on this live. And then we're going to do a... You know what? That is perfect reciprocity. Consider <laughs> someone who is off camera requested that we do that, right? <laughs> so they should join us. Join us. <laughs> So get your, get your little backgrounds ready and, and uh, find your, your, your plain white wall or someplace, you know, whatever, whatever it is. So get ready. Um, I'm going to read this last comment. Um, Anu Radio says, oh, yeah, that's really cool to see. Sister Alexandra, I see that a lot with Jamaican dances. LOL, skanking is making a comeback. Yeah. yeah. I think it's beautiful when you can see generations of a particular dance move or, you know, it's like, no, we did it like this. And to it, number one, it dare I say it humanizes the elder, right? Because we, we kind of get, I mean, even if you're an elder, just by virtue of being that auntie or being that, that emo, that mother, um, or being that, you know, that older cousin, it's kind of like, you don't, you don't know how to do that. You or you don't know how to move, or you or even hula hoop or double dutch, right? You don't know how to do those things, and then it's like, really? <laughs> yeah, I do. Watch me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but then it creates like a connection that. Wow, wait a minute. So we're doing that now, and you, you know, you were doing that at some point as well. So it's like the the more we can connect and bond in that way. Um, the more healing, the more wellness we can cultivate, you know, yeah. for our for our youth and for ourselves yeah. and the elders, of course. Yeah. 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 I, I remember like thinking like same as you, Ethan, we will not talk about age, but like thinking like, oh, I'm going to be so like, you know, uh, uh, just out to pasture. When I, no, I'm not. I, I like to get in and like, you know, shake a tail feather. And, and a few others, you know, elbow feathers, you know, depending on whatever it is. Chase some wings, some feathers, <laughs> right, right? <laughs> a lot of feathers. Um, all right, I gave y'all a little bit of time. I get where y'all at. Where y'all at? There was a lot on that request. They stalling, they stalling. We just gonna do it. We gonna close out. We just gonna yeah. do it. <laughs> yeah. like, all right, maybe they, maybe they forgot. So thank you so much, Etho and Alexandra, for joining us. It was such a great pleasure having you. Thank you for talking to us about, you know, not just like, you know, making that uh, very, you know, usual connection to health, but really talking about it from like the healing part, you know, connecting with community, 
Um, even, you know, the, even the last part of our conversation about like the elders, you know, and, and, you know, making that connection between youth and elders, I really, really appreciate it. Um, you know, I, I like our conversations to be different. They don't have to be like the same old, you know, and, and what does it do for your arms and, you know, do your legs get stretched out? No, this is, is, is you know, cause I think we don't always, well, at least on female black, we do, we talk about mental and social and behavioral. And, you know, and, and that's a big thing, like, right now, like, because there's so much crazy in the world, like, that's the part of us that is really suffering, you know, for a lot of people is that social and behavioral health, you know, our mental space, our spiritual space. So what are those things that we can do that really help to address that? Because, like, whatever's going on there, it does exhibit physically. So, you know, we can we can figure out ways to treat ourselves, right, you know, in a way to do, oh, yeah, thank you. That makes sense. Like, how I got they... you. I got you. Right. <laughs> like, I they keep the link if they're going to join us. <laughs> they right, won't well, say anything. <laughs> right. All right. Well, y'all got the link. You know, I let's, got let's, you. See, let's see who pops on. Mm-hmm. Well, can we hear a little bit about where people can take these lovely ladies' dance classes? How yeah. we can keep in touch with you all, whether you do anything online. Let's hear a little bit about that while other people join us to close out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, So right now, I'm not currently teaching anywhere, um, but I do teach classes when invited, special workshops, but if you want more information, uh, all my social media handles are etochana, that's E-T-O-O-T-S-A-N-A, again, that's E-T-O-O-T-S-A-N-A. Yeah, thank you. It's been my pleasure. I wanted to take your class. I got to follow you. See <laughs> when the next time you're teaching. <laughs> I was no, waiting we have for to it. take each other's class. Yeah. I, I told you, I'm Haitian. I, you know, yeah. I just, you know, I'm Haitian. I know it. <laughs> I'm going to get in there too. Um, currently, um, I'm kind of like halfway through my outdoor class season. That's the workshop I was talking about in the beginning. When we started talking, the classes, I kind of started, um, when COVID happened and we were online because we were just like used to seeing each other every week in dance classes and all of a sudden it's like nothing. So we started, you know, doing classes on Zoom and then eventually we moved it outdoors. So then I think it's our third year doing it. So I'll be out on Sundays in Prospect Park from two to four doing mm-hmm. traditional Haitian dance. It's drumming. It's family friendly. You know, everybody come out, bring your sneakers and we're out on the grass. So that's on Sundays. Um, and we're going to go till end of October going into November where we end in like a culminating class celebrating Fet Gede and the ancestors and all those traditional Haitian things and then on social media on Instagram my personal page is freestyle so F-R-E-E-E so that's three E's and underscore S-T-I-L-E so freestyle and then I have my company page on Instagram as well the company's name is Imamulele so that's I-M-A-M-O-U-L-E-L-E. So Imamulele. So that's performances, workshops, children's programming, private events, drum healing, all sorts of like community-based activity as well. Thank you so much. So we have one brave soul. Who is Peace just- out there. Hiya. <laughs> We're going to close out with our dance that Itza was so kind enough to show us. And um, as always, 
you can the podcast will be uploaded. You can find us on all the major platforms. Um, you can replay this on YouTube, Facebook, wherever it is. And as always, if you have any questions about any of our guests, you know, feel free to comment. Leave them in the comments, and I definitely get back to you. Um, I'll be putting um, we put the the um, the handles for both our guests, Ito and Alexandra, in the chat. Um, but we'll also put in the description box of the videos as well as where you can reach them, their info, where you can reach them, um, you know, on the website on DeezySelly.com. And we have a Koti Moraes. So we're going to have our closeout. Um, I don't even know the beat. I think I made it up. I, I do that. I make up beats and, and lyrics sometimes. Right. I just remember. <laughs> okay. We're ready? Okay, we're ready? Okay, so once again, right shoulder forward, left back. Okay, right shoulder forward, left back, right forward, left back. As you do that, one, two, three, four, five, and you look six, seven, eight. How we feel about that? All right, we're going to try it? All right, we're going to try it, but I got a treat. I do have a treat. Hold on, I got a treat for you. Okay. Call the response. Make sure you look them up, take their classes. Love, love, kisses. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Safanaya. Thank you, Coach Maria. Thank you to my co-host, Precious Security, and Stephanie. And we will see everybody in two strong. Peace. Peace, everyone. Peace. Thank you for joining us here at True Health Live. Remember to like, save, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment and send an email if there's a topic if you want to discuss. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at True Health Live. You can also listen on DeidreSully.com. If there's a topic you'd like to discuss or hear, you can send an email to TrueHealthLive at gmail.com. See you next time.